Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everyone. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL, that's B-L-E-A-V in O-W-L, and Believe.com. This week, we talk about the Lunar New Year event, new merch heading to the shop, and last-minute roster changes from the Shanghai Dragons. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hope you've been having a good January that still somehow continues to drag onward. It's because there's no Overwatch League. It just feels yeah. like it's taking forever. We've got no games to look forward to. How have you been for the past seven days, Kevin? Um, So I've been essentially been on this ongoing process for for a thing that might come up later um but it requires me to keep up to date with a ton of different esports so i've been essentially just fishing around and looking at news this entire week of just other esports and what what's going on there you know it's really interesting to know like to compare and contrast what Overwatch League is doing versus like some of the other leagues, but it's a lot of fun. Like I've been I've been looking into a little bit of Rainbow Six Siege, what they're up to for an Invitational. Um, Evo is going to happen in Japan next uh, next weekend, which I'm going to be looking forward to. Except for the okay, uh, this is totally off off topic, but um, what do you think if you went to a tournament? For like a high-end, you know, fighting game tournament. And the final prize was a gold controller. It's that's not... The that's the prize. All the other prizes, all the other grand prizes for these events, by the way, are like $9,000, $4,500,000, you know, like actual cash prizes. And then it, Smash Bros. just comes out of nowhere and is like, hey, here's a, here's a, here's a gold pro controller. But is it like made out of gold or is it just colored gold it's branded gold apparently with like a a stamp that has like the smash bros logo on it it's essentially just a pro controller with like a like a gold thing on it what yeah nobody's gonna play in that tournament (laughs) like like... only people in japan like no one's gonna fly out there just to win a controller only people in japan who are in need of a new controller and don't want to buy one and would like to earn one instead. But like, if you're playing Smash, you're gonna have your own pro controller already. Yeah. So well, what's the point? Another one. If they're in the market for a new one. But yeah, that that's why I'm I'm just keeping up. I'm like, at least our prize pool isn't like, you know, Overwatch League codes or something. You know, it's like <laughs> it's actually <laughs> something. <laughs> just are the prize for Overwatch League Grand Finals this year is going to be loot boxes. Yeah, loot boxes out. and uh, Overwatch League tokens, so you can buy yep. other team skins. That's that's all they're going to get. Oh boy, oh boy. How hard is it for you to uh, to keep all the news and all the different games like straight in your head and not mix them all together? It it's kind of insane. Like honestly, I've been I've had to hop around to different like websites and try to keep everything straight. Um, and this week was just kind of all over the place in general. Like we had, um, we had the Smash Direct for people who love, you know, Smash Bros. We got Bleth from Fire Emblem joining, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Um, and then I watched the first ever competitive Pokemon Sword and Shield tournament, uh, which Ooh. was held in Dallas. Um, so it was really cool to see that it was half like the video game and half the trading card game. So it was just kind of interesting to see how they formulated their stream and how they got all that together um but yeah it's just a whole bunch of just stuff going on and 
a lot of the leagues are going to be starting up around the same time as Overwatch League. Um, like the Call of Duty League is going to start up at the same time. Um, and then the Rainbow Six uh, Pro League is happening right now. So I'm on top of that as well. So honestly, there's just a lot of like stuff going on that usually we're just honed in on Overwatch and I could just get to tune into Overwatch. But now I have to be like, oh, man, stuff's happening over here, too. <laughs> like, uh-huh. But it's a lot of fun. I'm not complaining. I just feel like it is a lot of stuff going on. Other than that, you know, just having fun, just relaxing, enjoying the three day weekend. So, oh, you know, yeah. that's it's kind of a three day weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, how about you? How kind of kind of quiet, kind of slow. I didn't. I don't think I really did anything. Uh, I have a, a job interview on Wednesday this week, so fingers crossed for that. Um, yeah, good luck. Yeah, thank you. Aside from that, uh, played a little bit of the Lunar New Year event, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, what else did I do? I th- oh yeah, this th- I've been starting to keep track of how much I'm reading per month, just as a fun little self project. So this week I officially crossed the 100 comic book <laughs> mark. So I've read 100 comic books this month, and I'm working on my second actual book book this month. So I- I'm interested to see if I can top a thousand by the end of the year, which I, I don't think is going to happen just because it, it varies week by week about with the publisher and what they want to release. And I will kind of be sad with myself if by the end of the month, the end of the year I've read a thousand cause that's a lot of money out of my pocket, no matter how much I love it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been me <laughs> still haven't beaten borderlands yet. The game just keeps going on and on and on, which I'm not complaining about, but it's like, I thought I'd be done by now. Anywho, shall we get into the the juicy bits of the week? Yeah, I'm ready for the news. Cool, cool. So, first bit of news, which I just mentioned. The Lunar New Year dropped on January 16th, and that event's going to be going on until February 5th. Um, I did not expect this to drop this early, like... There was very little fanfare about it. I think, um, didn't they like drop it on the announcement on Wednesday and then Thursday? It's when it officially came live. Yeah. Yes. I didn't expect it to be this early, but at the same time, like it's kind of something that Blizzard has conditioned us to kind of look for. Usually Tuesdays are the big update days where. On Tuesday, they'll be like, okay, yeah, we, we here's the event, here's the week stuff, because that's usually the day they just update everything, and we enjoy it. But yeah, they, they announced it Wednesday, and then they dropped it Thursday. And I was like, wait, this isn't this isn't Blizzard. Wait, yeah. It's like, okay, I guess Blizzard's starting off the new year with updating things on Thursday, I guess. Um, but... And like, also, winter event just ended, too. Yeah, it felt like it just ended. Uh, once again, like this whole first year or this first month feels like it's starting super slow. So, um, yeah, it, it felt like, well, it did end like two weeks ago and then they just dropped dropped this yeah. on a Thursday. And we're just like, oh, oh OK, uh, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they they're keeping the tradition totally blindsided us. But um I'm glad that we at least have this event till the 5th. Yeah, it's a good surprise. It's a good surprise. Um, yeah, so Lunar New Year this year officially is on January 25th. So we got it about a week before the actual Lunar New Year is happening. Um, so this year we have the introduction of the Capture the Flag Blitz event, which is just a shorter uh, distance for Capture the Flag, which... Honestly, I like it a lot better than actual Capture the Flag. I think actual Capture the Flag, is it kind of drags on a little bit, so I never play it. But I'm really having fun with Blitz. Um, I play Lucio most of the time just because you can Bustio your way to the flag and back. Like I was playing on Busan, and within the first minute, I had already captured the flag like three times. I, I don't know how it happened. And somehow we still lost that match. 
Yeah, it happens sometimes. Uh, no, I haven't played the new Blitz mode. I played the original mode, and I was like, man, this this still feels as slow as it normally is. Um, but in order to get, you know, we have the weekly challenges as well. Um, yeah. I've just been doing the like mirror match and death match stuff because I think I have a better chance at that than mm-hmm. uh, CTF Blitz. But I haven't tried it yet. I feel like I need a couple of people to hang out with and just go for it i mean it's still it's still fun as an on your own thing but it's incredibly frustrating like i said when you're carrying the team and then they just drop the ball or the flag but yeah so i've been playing lucio a lot um a lot of the time the comps that i've seen win generally will have like a Junkrat and a symmetra at least placing all of their traps around the uh the flag occasionally they'll have a may um torbjorn too uh, just for extra damage defense. A lot of the other comps don't really matter. I've seen a lot of Roadhog being played. Uh, some Sigma and a lot of Lucios too, but I really like it. It's a lot It's a lot faster. It's a lot more intense. Um, there's a lot of very frantic action going on. A lot of people online are uh, split on whether they like it or not. Um, I think I feel like the people who are discrediting blitz as as a good game mode just didn't like capture the flag in the first place but there's enough people i think out there who are really enjoying it just to keep that balance and i haven't really seen anybody throwing so far so fingers crossed that that doesn't creep in yeah Um, yeah so also what we got are new skins this year and like the past couple of events that we've had, Blizzard is doing this in the method that the three of the skins that we can earn are through the weekly challenges just to keep us coming back every week of the event. So the first week, which... Uh, is it still going on this week or did it officially... It's still going on, right? It still goes on until Thursday. Okay. So yeah. we have two so, more days if as of like... The day that we record this yeah so um of the first week officially which is still going on it's the doomfist monk skin uh next week it's going to be the ancient bronze winston and week three it's going to be the paper cutting wrecking ball um i don't really care about these skins all that much this year i think the only one that i really like this year is the the face changer sombra skin which is the one that everybody wants because the skin actually changes faces, which is really cool. Um, aside from that, I, I'm not really feeling a lot of the other skins. I like how the mask dancer Moira, her eyes glow, but that's really about it that I, I'm, I'm feeling this year. What about you? Anything that you're eyeing? Um, I'm obviously looking at the two tank skins. I do like the Hammond. Uh, he's, he's a golden hamster, so why not? Um, so yeah, the Hammond one and the Winston one that are just coming with the weekly challenges are kind of in my style. It's just because I play tanks a lot. Um, yeah. I also like the Lucio skin. I heard that people said that the little, uh, what is it? He has like a sash on his hat. It changes with the way how, or whichever song he's playing. So oh, cool. people said that that's that's a cool little thing, and then obviously the face changer Sombra is huge because it because it's unique. Um, emotes wise, we have the Sky Lantern and the kite flying. Uh, kite flying is for Bastion, and Sky Lantern is for Hanzo. Um, I like the Sky Lantern one. I think that it's just really cool to see. And then um, yeah, Junkrat got a highlight intro where he just shoves dumplings in his mouth. It's kind of the same thing as uh. The Roadhog one that we got a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. So if you want to have the Australians sh- shove food in their mouth or fall asleep, you you got both of them now. The only thing I've gotten this year so far is the Junkrat highlight intro. And on one hand, I really like it. But on the other hand, it makes me upset because my favorite skin for Junkrat is the Hayseed skin. And when you have that, you can't see the dumpling stuffed in his mouth. There's just a random dumpling that falls out at the very end of it so I'm, I'm very torn i'm very torn at this point because i think it's probably his best highlight intro but also it doesn't work with my skin 
Yeah, I feel it's like the uh, the Hammond Astonished one is just way better when you have the high roller skin because mm-hmm. he has the sunglasses and it falls off at the end. Yeah. Um, but if you have the other ones, I mean, it's still the meme. You still get it. Um, but yeah, are there any other skins from like previous years that you're looking to pick up uh, this year or? I might pick up the Genji one just because I like the way it looks. I don't play Genji. Um but I mean, it, it's a cool skin. Like another one that I want for Genji that I don't have is the Super Sentai skin that I'd I'd really like to pick up. But yeah, I think this year really it's it's really only the the somber one that I'm feeling about picking up. Yeah, for me, Maybe. I want to pick up the old tall one from from Anna, uh, the one with oh, yeah. like her scary grandma mask because that, that one's creepy. Yeah, it, it's creepy. So when you run up to people and you sleep them, you just like stare at their face and give them candy. Um, that's the only one that I, yeah. I desperately like kind of want just for just for the laughs. But if everything anything, else I've kind of gotten. If anything, I might pick up the the Roadhog skin just because he's a pig and it's Roadhog or the, the Reaper skin. But also, I like the skins I have right now. I have the... the um, the toxic skin for Roadhog and for Reaper, I have Pumpkinhead. So I don't think I really need to. I'm just really very impressed by the face changer skin. Yeah, and people have pointed out as well that it changes her face on her gun as well. So if you really want to nitpick at details, they really did put in a lot of work uh, for the Sombra yeah. skin. You can so. tell what face you have on while you're playing. Yep, I think that does it for the Lunar New Year stuff. Cool. Now let's continue on. Um, next bit of news that came out this week is Brigitte also has another skin that's not Chinese New Year related, although she did get the opera one for Chinese New Year. Um, she's getting a new goat skin. It's literally her as a, as a goat. She's got the goat horns and her shield's a, a goat and her flail is a goat in honor of the goats meta. Um, it's interesting. I'm not sure why. I, I, I don't know why that this is happening. I'm out of all the characters, Brig. Okay. Um, especially because for in, for me, at least when I talk to people, goats meta is what stopped them from really paying attention to overwatch league. People got really bored of goats. I'm not really sure why they're, they're commemorating it. I think there could have been a lot of different things that they could have done for uh, an overwatch league skin but i mean it looks kind of cool yeah i'll give blizzard that that it looks cool um i think that i like it personally just because brig was kind of the centerpiece that really made goats goats um if there wasn't rally and inspire and how broken it was at the very beginning i don't think goats would have ever happened um yeah because that that's why we had the whole armor change we had x y and z like a whole bunch of hot changes was all briggs fault so uh that's why we dress her up as a goat and now we can't play goats ever again because uh she was broken back then um but yeah at at the same time i do understand like if you want to usher in a new like era you might want to start with something that doesn't commemorate one of the most ptsd inducing uh metas of all time (laughs) <laughs> which which is oh man just go goats like that was probably the uh, most boring thing to hear when i was on a on the competitive team it's just like hey guys let's just go goats um yeah so yeah it's nice to have the skin but i i haven't seen brig played enough for to think i, I really think that it, yeah what was i saying it's a nice skin to, to i guess to have but i don't think enough people play brig at this point just because they've nerfed her so hard and then people get angry whenever anyone plays brig because she's so broken um i'm i'm glad that we get a skin to kind of like start off the the year i feel like they should do this every year um as long as it doesn't have to do with the old meta i think we'll be okay but yeah um it's cool that Brig gets the skin. I honestly like the skin look on Brig, but 
we're never going to see it because Brig is never going to get picked ever again because uh, of the way her kit is right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, it's rare, but you'll never see it like you'll never see professionally used because you have those skins and like in game. It, it She's never picked. Exactly. So we're, we're never going to see this skin. Like if you get it, cool. Um, but it as, a, we'll see it as a flex, if like someone's trying to like, hey, I got the skin. That or if you're like a Brigida main and you're just like, I, I'm gonna get it just because it's for my character. Um, I, I can see that, but yeah, I don't see Brig getting played anytime soon, uh, especially with the way how the meta is going right now. So, um, another bit of news from the actual league aspect of overwatch um i guess in order to promote people going in person to the different homestand matches uh it looks like the overwatch league is going to be rolling out this program where if you attend the actual match in person you get uh sprays that you can only get at that individual match if if you look at the overwatch league pages uh, their social media um, they, they've posted a little bit about it. Uh, it's a spray your way in Owl 2020 by attending home matches. The ones that I'm seeing in front of me right now are for, I believe, for the NYXL. Um, one of them is, oh, I think one of them is Fuel, too. Uh, yeah, the Dallas yeah, Fuel like, Iowa one. Yeah, the, so one of them's the NYXL. It's a subway train. And the other one is an I that's on fire for the Dallas Fuel. Um, on one hand, I think it's a really cool uh, incentive to show that you, you went to these things in person, and it's it's a it's just another cool way to thank the fans for making the the live Overwatch scene what it is. On the other hand, I'm so tired of sprays. Yeah, I mean it's cool that we get them, but at the same time, there's not a lot to really like show off that because like like when are you going to use it? In game, exactly. like you're so focused on playing. The only the time only that you would really use it is like if you're BMing somebody, like when they die, you just be like, Hey, yeah. I, I went to this event and you didn't, loser. Uh, like but stuff, highlight intros or the highlights of the game, or like when you're in spawn room, that's really the only time you'll ever get to show it off. So, yeah, what would you want more? Do you what do you think would be a really cool incentive? to get people to go out to these events. Um, but, you know, definitely just not... I, w- I wouldn't say cost them a lot because everything mm-hmm. that's in-game doesn't really, like, cost the league money. But, like, what would be a really cool incentive that would cause you to go to a homestand? That would, would be almost like an insta-buy. I mean, for I think you sh- they could keep the sprays just as a digital thing. But for me, I'm always, like, a physical merchandise person. So a lot of the time I'll go to an event because they have like a cool giveaway. Like that's something you can actually like have and touch and keep that like commemorates the event. Um, so like uh, on my desk right now, there's a, there's a soldier 76 statue that they were giving away at overwatch league to people who went on a certain day. And like, that was a reason why I went that day because I wanted that statue. Um, so while I understand with all these different arenas and the teams doing this individually, that could get expensive, but like, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be like a keychain or something or just like something small, as long as you get something that's a little more worthwhile than a spray. Yeah. To get me to go to a homestand, I'm, I'm a really big enamel pins kind of guy. Um, so it would be really cool to just either have like, you know, once again, a physical like enamel pin of the team that you're going for. for like it, if it said like SF shock, like homestand or something like that. Yeah. Um, or even if it just said like, you could just make it really generic and just have the overwatch league symbol and just say like 2020 on it. Um, that would still be like a really cool pin to wear. Um, because if anything, it says like, you know, you were physically there they during the 2020 like homestands um, and it just shows you could show it off to people. You can you can put it on your bag. It's just very versatile in that in that way. Um, right. But if you had that and then like the same spray in game that said like 
once again, if it said like SF Shock Homestand 2020 um, on a pin, and then they give you that spray in game, it would be a cool way to really like correlate that. And then, you know, people could start either collecting pins or codes or stuff like that and just say like, hey, you know what? Like, I, I have, I'm a true fan. I have all the, all the DL codes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it'd probably be very expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm a, I'm a big fan of like concert t-shirts and stuff. So whenever I go to a concert and event, I'll, I'll get a t-shirt just to commemorate it. Even if it's like one of the bootleg t-shirts they sell in a, in the parking lot. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Those, the yeah. fake ones that are like really crappy and sometimes don't have the right information on them. I'm I'm big into those, so like, just like a, a free T-shirt, like it doesn't have to be like that expensive. Just like a Hanes one with an iron-on design on it, like I'd be I'd be cool with that. It's a free shirt. It commemorates the occasion. I'm cool with it. It's something that you could like if you met the team, you could have them sign it. Um, exactly. Uh, I, I feel like at home stands, like now that you're mentioning it. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get tickets to go to a Warriors game out here um, at the Chase Center. Um, what if, I'm just saying, Overwatch League t-shirt cannons. Um, exactly. Just exactly. have Baptiste cosplayers shoot t-shirts out of a t-shirt can. That, get get a junk rat, get a bar, I don't know. Just think about it. So you're taking it a step further than I am with the cosplayers, but that would be really cool. Yeah, just just... Just imagine t-shirt guns that actually work for the Overwatch League. That'd, that'd be like, yeah, that'd be another really cool thing to do. And also, like, depending on the size of the arena, like, you don't have to give everybody there, like, a Soldier 76 statue or something like that. But if, like, if, see, with, like, Blizzard Arena, not that many people came every time. Like, it, you only pretty much filled up half the arena there was the floor seats and then there was kind of a, a stadium seating in the back that no one ever used so i would guess at most you had maybe 100 200 people there at a time maybe 300 tops like if you raffled off maybe two or three of like the really nice statues with odds that small i think it'd be a really cool way to to get people to go J- just me thinking they're like hey i went to a i went to ucla basketball game one time because there was a chance i would win a gopro and i won the gopro so i don't know it, it can happen i i think that's a cool way to to get people to go yeah we just got to figure out ways how how to incentivize more people i mean um they're they're definitely thinking about that now that home stands are coming out to other places um, then you kind of need to draw people in so it doesn't look sad on yeah. on Twitch. So yeah, having in, having very specific things that come with the homestand is going to make it like first of all very great experience for the for the fans who are going there, but also give them a reason to go other than to just not watch it on Twitch. Also, like I just thought of this idea right now: free food, like bring in food trucks partner with them to make like overwatch themed food just for this event like free food is a big draw for a lot of people pretty much anywhere like the audience for overwatch league i feel is like people in their late teens to late 20s early 30s and like around that age free food is like a big draw because we're all hungry we're all poor we want really good food and if it's specifically themed or special to this event, I think you could get a lot of like included with your your ticket is the big thing. Like it's not not food that you'd have to like buy the ticket to get in and then you have to buy your own food. I think if it was like part of an event catering thing, I think that would be a really fun, really big draw. Like I'll just give the insight right now. The homestand tickets for the san francisco shock like first one is 40 dollars. like if you wanted to go on that kind of route of giving like free food i would honestly pay 50 bucks and then just have the ticket be like a meal like a one meal voucher thing um, oh yeah that, that's a that way, way price. 
Yeah, that way you don't have like people like eating like a shit ton of food for free, but you could yeah. also like get people to come in and still like say like hey, you know, free meal on Overwatch. Um so you guys could actually enjoy the game and have some food. It's just something that, you know, would incentivize them. And honestly, you won't have to take the hit as much. You can honestly just put it into the ticket and mm. I I wouldn't I would be none the wiser. I would be I would still have fun there. And also if people aren't spending that money on food, like you you are spending it because it's like I guess it would kind of be probably factored into the ticket price. But if you're not explicitly devoting that money towards food, then I I feel like people would be more inclined to buy merch and stuff. So you're kind of winning there too if you're the team in the stadium. So you could also sell the other teams merch, you know, like you are going to have fans from other places coming out. Um, yeah. So yeah, you you might as well just make sure that you're stocked up there and then keep the if you keep the ticket price affordable and then if you happen to bring in free food, like we're going to be happy enough to spend more money on on merch. Yeah. And again, like I've gone to events because there's a chance I'd win something. I've gone to events because of the free food. Um, I've worked on film sets because of free food. Like it's a good draw. I think, I think that's probably your best bet. Like if you really want to go all out free food, t-shirt cannons, and then I guess the, the digital sprays. I think that's, that's how you do it. And then a raffle. That's my take on how to like draw the best crowd in. I, I totally agree. And I hope that if, when, if, and when I buy my tickets for, for the home stands, um, that happens, but we won't be able to see like probably most of it go down because it will probably be cut like on the stream. Um, yeah, but if they're, it. But yeah, it, it's still something to draw people in to go and watch it. So um, I really do hope that the Overwatch League takes this to heart and we get to see it in action if and when we go to these homestands. Okay. Uh, so I think the next bit of news is probably the most interesting thing this week. Um, I'm referring to this as the pigeoning. Uh, if you So if you paid attention to any of the Overwatch League's social media Towards, I think, the middle of the week. I think this happened on thir- Wednesday and Thursday of last week. Um, Overwatch League changed all of their social media images to like have a pigeon filter on them, and all the other, all the teams of the Overwatch League did the same thing. And we were all wondering what was happening. Why is this bird now on our Overwatch? A lot of people were thinking, oh, this means Seagull's going to be coming to the casting desk. And the problem with that is that it was a pigeon and not a seagull. They are different birds. Um, And it was eventually revealed, I think, the next day. I think it was on Thursday or... I think it was Thursday that Overwatch League officially announced that the reason why they were doing that is because they were partnering with um, Staple to do all of the... um, the official team kits and merchandise and clothing for season three in 2020 of the Overwatch League. Um, and the reason why the pigeon was because the street pigeon is the mascot of Staple. Um, yeah, I think I think this is a is an interesting route for them to take going with the um, their kits and the merchandise wise. Uh, we talked about it before how some uh some clothing manufacturers are trying to create like performance esports gear like the the puma socks we talked about um and that really doesn't make sense because uh, while esports is a sport and you are using um your body in certain ways you're not as active as some other sports so like a lot of that performance tech isn't really necessary um if you look at the interview with jeff staple Um, he talks about how when he was doing this, it didn't really make sense for him to do an athletic wear line for Overwatch because he said, this is like the only sport in the world where 
your athletes are in an air-conditioned facility and sitting down for most of the time. Um, so what his focus was is going to be making it look good, making it look stylish, because he's coming from that streetwear background. And comfort and functionality were going to be his focus. So um, for him, like when you're sitting down, you're not using a whole lot of energy, but there's still going to be like areas where that, that need kind of clothing technology, I guess you would call it. Cause there, there are areas where you need kind of a little bit more circulation, a little bit more flexibility, like your arms and your wrists and your neck and your head. And there are some areas that um, might get a little bit swampy to, uh, to put it mildly that might need a little bit more ventilation. Um, yeah. So pre-orders for those go out on the 28th. I think that this is a, a much more practical and I guess a more in touch way to deal with esports athletic wear than like, oh, this is super high functioning gamer socks that will make you somehow better at playing because there is gaming clothing technology in there. Wow. Puma. <laughs> called out there but yeah i do agree with what you're saying i am a big uh, proponent of streetwear i wear a lot um but most of it is anime themed um but if i can wear you know streetwear that is overwatch league you you bet i'm gonna be rocking it so um for the most part it's casual but it looks it has that flair um that people are looking for to just kind of like show off um, yeah so I really do think that players and fans are definitely going to be picking up um, a couple copies of, you know, whatever, whatever streetwear rep your team or rep the league um, with, with these new, with this new streetwear. And you could definitely build something around it. Um, I know that a lot of these guys, um, the way how I go about it is I look for a pair of shoes that will match a shirt. So, uh, if Nike wants to hop on something like that, go for it. Um, just just have it themed for each each team, and people might pick it up. You could maybe even do it. Okay, guys, just big brain plays right now. Make it only available at the home stands. Uh, people people will flock and pick it up. Um, or like limited edition home stand ones that you can only get there. Exactly. Like if, imagine if there was for for the shock at least for my end. You have like essentially a a black and orange shoe, but it has like Sinatra's face on the side of it. You, it would it would be kind of it'd be cool if it was like a high top. I would wear them, but that'd be cool. But I wouldn't wear them. Exactly, it, they'd be too nice to wear. So you have to make it maybe just like with an SF Shock logo on the side. Um, it just something that will complete the look. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be ordering these. Um, and, you know, all I got to do is like wait a week and hope that I don't spend all my money on other things. Like, I, I really like the design better than the old ones. Because the old ones, like, it felt like it was trying to be too athletic when you don't really need to be. Um, these ones, I feel, are, they're like bold and athletic and stylish without being like too ostentatious about it. Well, on the same time, I feel like they're going, they're they're following in the footsteps of the the supreme kind of aesthetic. Um, I think I think the funniest thing for me is that if you if you scroll down on the Overwatch League's interview with this, there's a photo of Malik wearing the Spark jersey, and Malik just announced that he's not going to be part of the league next year. So, a little bit of a sore spot. Yeah, it, it would have been hilarious if it was like Malik, uh, Monte Cristo, Semlar, and uh, and Doa and Bucket all just you know rocking this. I'd be like, oh man, <laughs> just giving them L's right now. But honestly, I do like the look. Um, I hope that those uh, they they didn't really announce it, but I hope that the the pants come with like come oh, yeah, along with the whole thing. Cool. Yeah, the, a lot of people are looking at the shirts. Just because it has like the name of the team, but yeah. the pants, I think, is where it's at. Those NYXL pants look pretty good. Like Jonax wearing a pair of pants. There's a 
they're mostly black, but on the side they have the uh, the NYXL logo in blue and white. It's pretty cool. Like I would wear those in the street, streetwear. So like, obviously they're gonna come out with the home jerseys and the away jerseys. What is your take on that, home or away? It really depends on what the color schemes are. Um, we know that recently with a couple of the teams switching up their colors, um, it might affect the way how these kind of turn out. Um, I just hope that the the home and the away things look cool enough um, where it's not, you know, just like, oh, solid white insert secondary color here. Uh, that That's your your away jersey. Um, but yeah, I just hope that it's unique enough where it's different enough from last year, but it still holds the same like purpose. Right. Um, so, yeah, we won't really know until they come out, uh, which will be the 28th. So mark your calendars and uh, save a little bit of money for that. What is the most you would pay for one of these jerseys? Like, I remember the the old jerseys were like 60 a pop, right? At least. Yeah, they were 60 when they were um what is it if the player's name and number were already on it if you wanted to do a custom one it costs like a hundred yeah see i have ones that were season one didn't even have the the name and number on them i have just a blank uh outlaws jersey what's the most you're willing to pay for one of these considering that like now overwatch league has a brand name like street fashion label on it I think the most that any fan would pay would probably be like 60 for the shirts and probably probably the same going for the pants, too. Um, Mm -hmm. But if they are going to be like the jerseys that are going to be worn per essentially like when they go and play, um, I could see them bumping it up to 75. But that's really a stretch. Mm -hmm. Um, We I, I would say probably like 60 is the is the solid price for like the streetwear clothes. If you want your audience to actually be able to afford and pay for it. Yeah. Cause like with, with that, with the price of tickets and like, if you're going to be selling these at the arena, that's going to be a lot. Um, like I said earlier with the free food thing, we're all very poor. So um, I think the most that I would pay is like maybe 65 for one of the shirts I don't know if I'd have enough money to get the pants, but like, I kind of want, I want to see what the, the outlaws look like. Speaking of the outlaws, um, quick update. I don't think they found a new home yet, but on their Twitter, they said they're, they're moving out of their house at the end of the month. So sad. Yeah. They, they just need to find a cool place to hang out. I mean, can we just put a couple beds in uh, esports arena Arlington and just like let them live there for a little bit. And it's like, like, I think I don't, I feel like part of it is that the community didn't understand what esports training is. Like they're not going to be like outside tackling each other and shouting. That's not the kind of sport that it is. Um, And also these teams are like, primarily asian like outlaws is a is a is an outlier in that but like they're generally going to be like quiet asian kids and you're not even going to understand what they're saying anyway so let the esports teams be yeah just i i just hope that they find a place um the players do need a place to relax and reset especially since travel time is going to be eating up a lot as well as you know, training and being up in the air. So having a place to call a home base is really important for them. And I, I just hope that the outlaws find something where they can do that. Cause if they don't, yeah. it might affect their play. And, you know, we always want the, the best level of play uh, when we get out there. So let's just hope that the outlaws find a place. Um, if not, you know, just bring in a couple beds into esports arena, Arlington, you guys should be okay. Uh, or just ask ask the fuel if they have some extra space. Like, you can crash at their place. Oh my! I mean, it'd be easy for scrims, but then like, what would their actual like face offs be like? They're 
they'd be so used to playing against each other. That's what makes them so good. I mean, you, you saw how the San Francisco Shaw constantly played against their scrim partners are the Shanghai Dragons. And you saw how how well they did during the season three or not season three, uh, during season two, stage three. Um, they they kind of like shaped up and figured out what they needed to do. So I think they were just taking a page out of the, the SF Shock book. But yeah, they definitely like if teams are able to scrim often, um, they only make themselves better and it only makes the the competition even more intense. So uh, I hope that teams continue to scrim, even though it might be outside of their schedule. But yeah, let's, let's just hope that that plays out and we get to see it on the main stage. All right. So to uh, to continue kind of on a similar topic of the pigeoning, um, all the old merch, obviously, is not going to be sold anymore. So a lot of those old custom jerseys and hoodies and all the old Overwatch merch is gonna, is on sale. Um, it's on the Overwatch shop. And similarly, the old Overwatch League skins are, while they're still in the client, you can't purchase them anymore. Um, I believe the 15th was the last day that they were being sold. So now the, the skins that you can buy um, for that are Overwatch League related in the game are just going to be the new ones. Um as I said before, I think that the while I do like the Valiant's new color scheme, I think they should have stayed the green and yellow. Like it was unique; it wasn't treading on any other teams. <clears throat> Boston Uprising. Um, I think that the Florida Mayhem skins look really, really good. Um, if I was a Florida Mayhem fan, I probably would have gotten at least one of them by now. But I'm not a Mayhem fan, so. I'm just going to admire those skins from afar. For me personally, when the shock have rebranded as well, um, the primary color isn't orange anymore, which I'm kind of happy about because as a tank, I look like a walking traffic cone. It's now like black and like kind of like off white, essentially for the main colors. Now Um, it makes it a lot easier on the eyes but at the same time if you're a main tank like me um the whole point of being the main tank is to draw attention so you can tactically pick up one of those like really bright skins and people will be like oh yeah we gotta he's there like he's over there that's the reinhardt over there in the corner who's bright orange so um yeah you could use it to a tactical advantage as well i keep my orange reinhardt skin i keep my orange hammond skin for that for that matter too um, so you could just look like a swinging orange. Um, but yeah, I really do enjoy the fact that some of the teams are rebranding, but at the same time, uh, I wish we still had access to some of the older skins. So if you really did want to pick one up, you could, um, but yeah, it, it's kind of cool. Um, I'm glad that we're getting rid of all the old merch. If you guys for sure want to get like your custom jerseys, do it now. Um, as I stated, like the, for example, the custom jerseys used to be a hundred, they're 50 bucks now. So get your names on the back of those jerseys, start wearing them around. Uh, and they also did the same thing for the hoodies. So if you want something a little bit more casual, you can get that as well. Would you rather like at this point, would you rather, um, get the custom jersey at a discount price or just wait and like shell out the full price for one of the new ones. So I feel like right now I would just get the, I would end up getting the old jerseys now because I know that they're never going to be printed again. Um, But also I kind of know that the streetwear is going to be able to last a little bit longer. Um, And if they are going to make that transition to make that the new, um, the new kind of main jersey and main look that the Overwatch League is going to be going for, they're going to keep that in the store for a while. Um, so I, I just hope that I can pick up my custom jerseys and stuff while I can now. Um, and then if they do change colors or change looks, um, we can get that over there when, when it happens. So 
we we heard that Monte Cristo has is going to be leaving the Overwatch League. He will not be returning for season three. But on his Twitter, um, he did make the announcement that he is partnering with Cloud Nine. Um, so he is just kind of leaving the commentary half and going to be working on content creation as well as what he says is working on new competitive products, um, which I really don't know what that means for cloud nine. Um, but it's kind of cool that Monty is at least doing something that might still be related to overwatch. Um, just kind of in a different, uh, world, so to say, um, by the way, cloud nine owns the London spitfire. Um, so he still has that little bit of a connection there. And, I don't know if this is connected in any way, but his wife, uh, Lil Susie, is also employed with the London Spitfire. Um, so she's kind of... I, I don't know what her main occupation is with the team, but I'm pretty sure it's like a uh, team manager or um, probably one of those like social media management positions. So if anything, it's just cool to see Monty not walk away from esports. As he stated a lot of times before, he's a champion of esports. And he just wants to see the scene grow. So I'm glad that he's not walking away from esports completely. And he at least has another opportunity uh, with the Cloud9 organization. What is com- like competitive gear? Like, um, I think honestly, it would probably just be like jersey redesigns that maybe mice, maybe heads. I don't know. I I honestly don't know what what uh what is it new competitive products mean like is cloud9 getting into the merchandising and manufacturing industry right now like esports manufacturing and if so like what is monty's qualification here is he an engineer is he like what does this mean what is what is a what is a competitive product and like what makes it competitive like what i'm thinking just coming from a console background um a couple years ago my uncle used to be like really 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 into playing call of duty and so one year my cousins got him like these little flaps that you could attach to the back of your controller that like allow you to press it i guess like a fraction of a second faster so that's what I immediately think of when it comes to competitive product. I think if anything, it might be like what what I would wear is just like compression gloves, maybe jerseys, I think is the main thing that they would have them work on. Um, just be like, hey, man, that that one looks cool. Let's just do that one. Uh, but um, yeah, I think the main part is the content creation. He might just be making videos and doing his own thing off on the side. I know that he has a, he has a separate podcast and a separate like talk show on the side as well. So um, he's definitely going to be keeping busy. Oh, I'm glad to see that. Like you said, he's not completely stepping away from esports. It, it's good to show that like, even if overwatch league wasn't for him, there's still, um, there's still career opportunities and room to grow and move around within the industry that it, it's not, dead or it's not dying there's there's still some life in there there's still reason to invest and pay attention to it if anything i would like to see monte cristo and jane team up and just create like a rebel league just imagine if like monte cristo jane pocket uh malik like essentially everybody who was on the old overwatch train just started putting a lot of effort into creating like a rival league it, it would be it would be amazing and plus they would know what they would want to want to run so it really depends on let's say if the overwatch league does collapse in the next two years like if jane and like all the old people who left initially come back and say like you know what we we're gonna fix it we're just gonna do it um and they do it it, it would be great um i think that's like the magic fail safe is to just trust the people who have been organizing tournaments and making it work. Um, just just knowing that they might be in the back plotting, waiting for Overwatch League's downfall. And plotting. then they'll just, they're, they're secretly plotting. They're like, mm, 
we'll just give it two more years and we'll be at the top and then they'll just bring back like apex and we'll enjoy the old days of actual c9s <laughs> oh boy he made he made a few c9 jokes in his goodbye message it's funny 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 um okay um next bit of news so a couple weeks ago i think it was last week actually um that we talked about how some fans were petitioning to try to bring some charity skins for australia and uh overwatch weighed in on this topic officially they said that they're not going to be making uh any of those charity skins at least for now um because according to them it just it takes too long to to develop, to design, to create, to play test, and to do all that with the skin. They can't just like whip it out as fast as they'd like to. So it's just not practical for them to do that. Um, although they did say that they've been matching the employee donations to Australia. So um, that's a thing that they're doing. Uh, what do you think about Blizzard not? creating the charity skins considering that they have they did in the past do one for for breast cancer awareness but we don't honestly we don't know how long that partnership had uh been in the making i do feel like it is a big problem especially if they were to just kind of throw a skin out there and hope that it works so i'm kind of glad that they're taking their time with which skins they would like to do but I feel like there needs to be another charity skin um, at least sometime relatively soon. Like, um, So we had the breast cancer awareness one. Um, I think it was February last year. It was around that time. Um, so I hope that Blizzard does do another charity skin. But I do understand the whole thing of like having to play test, hope that it doesn't break the game. Um, if there is anything that changes, um, for example, like Mercy's skin, um, it has like a chime whenever you fly to somebody. Um, there's that. And the, the full bar has like a separate, like it has a couple of like extra things um, that they added in. So honestly, if they, Let's just say if they create the Roadhog, uh, Roadhog like firefighter skin down the line, and then they use those to help both Australia and like the Amazon wildfires, it would be something that they could definitely have time to work on and make sure that it's perfect for the players when it does finally get released. So um, I hope that they don't just kind of brush this off and just be like, oh, no, we're not doing any more charity things. Um, I just hope that if they are going to do one, they do one in 2020 and they make sure that the skin looks good and it goes to a good cause. I mean, that's not, this doesn't preclude them for doing one, releasing one in the future and then still using those funds to help Australia. Because I mean, Australia is going to need to recover from this for, for years. This isn't something that they're going to be able to, to do overnight. Like I've said before, I have a friend who lives in Australia and she said that they're estimating it might take them 10 years to fully recover from the devastation that's been going on. And at this point, like over a billion animals have died. The uh, koala population is in danger. Um, but also, like we said before, you can also just donate to Australia. You don't need to buy a skin to, to donate to Australia. It's not a requisite to receive something. Just saying. Although it would be nice to see something. Yeah, just do stuff out of the goodness of your heart. I mean, that's kind of... There's nothing that wouldn't hurt from you just helping out the wildfires. Or if anything, like, just do, like, a ticket or merchandise sale where, like, the proceeds will go to Australia. I mean, that's an easy thing that doesn't really require them to do any effort. It might make, it might, they might take a little bit of a hit where with profits, but that's a tax write off. So, yeah, I could definitely see that as well. Or if they wanted to, I, it doesn't have to be, I don't want to say sprays, uh, but you know, um, 
just be, what if, what if you just did the goat skin like you make the goat skin like five dollars and then everybody who pays for it also helps the wildfires like it yeah you might take a hit in terms of development but at least you're getting overwatch league support while also helping out the wildfires like um just just tag the thing on the back of the the new brig skin instead yeah it's easy solutions they should hire us we're we're on these like 500 iq plays and they're they're just like oh okay we want to like it'd be cool to create a skin that is authentic or um that honors australia but if you just kind of want to get it done now just do it with the skin that you are gonna release i'll go over this last one because it's actually kind of recent we got news of this literally like two days ago but um there's been a shakeup in terms of the shanghai dragon roster um fearless the main tank uh for the shanghai dragons earlier was moved down to their academy team is now rejoined the main team for the shanghai dragons um but on the downside uh dps man uh dm is in the hospital right now um recovering from a collapsed lung that he somehow got and he will be missing the first month of the season so um dm currently is like one of the scariest dps like confirmed kills um like players he's just really efficient um when he plays so that is going to be a big hit to the shanghai dragons coming out in the first beginning of the season but i feel like once dm is ready to you know move and travel again um they will definitely be another team to look out for there's a reason why they came in first place in stage three um and you know dm was kind of one of the big factors there him and Ding. so um i just hope dm has a full recovery and is willing to come back out and take names when he gets back into the league i really want to see the shanghai dragons do well like their their journey throughout the, the entire history of the league has been so crazy like going from the team with the longest losing streak in professional sports history to like winning one of the stages in overwatch league like fantastic so i really look forward to seeing what they can do next season um i hope they play gaguri um i really do you have the only female player in the league please use her please please play her if not trade her to a different team that will actually use her that's what we did with nevix not gonna lie um <laughs> that's why Nevix is on the uh the Toronto Defiant now and we we got rid of him cuz Choi has been do- doing so much for for the shock so um not saying that we don't we wouldn't do it but we do need an off tank and we do need a new main support just in case so shock pick up Gregory uh <laughs> just just saying anybody pick up giggery just as long as you promise to play her i'm fine i'm pretty sure that there's a team out there that needs an off tank i don't i can't name one off the top of my head but yeah just buy her out you know that okay we know that with the diva change diva might get picked up a little bit more often because three seconds on booster means that you could be anywhere um so let's just hope that that translates to her getting more playtime. um but yeah, we, we won't know until the league actually starts. All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? I don't think that there's much else that we need to discuss in terms of Overwatch-wise. I just hope that, you know, if you guys are grinding for those skins, make sure you do it. Uh, it's really hard to keep a mental note that these events reset on Thursdays instead of Tuesdays. Um I came in today, we're, we're recording this on Monday, so I went in and I was like, oh, like, today's the last day, and then I was like, wait, it's, uh, it's different, we don't have to worry about that. The, um, the loot boxes, like, the regular, like, arcade mode reset today, but the skin, like, the weekly skin thing doesn't reset until later on, so that's pretty cool. Yay for the grind, or also boo for the grind. Either way. Yeah, uh, you just I'm have really to hoping. win nine games. Yeah. So just go and win bad. nine games. 
cool. Um, we will see you next week as we draw ever closer to the beginning of the Overwatch League. We've only got a couple weeks left before we're back to our our, our game coverage, and we'll hopefully hopefully everything will be okay. Hopefully they find enough talent to replace who they've lost, and hopefully these homestands don't collapse. Knock on wood, fingers crossed. Yeah, we won't know until the first game, which takes place uh, February, the first weekend of February, so uh, keep that in mind. Or not the first weekend, the the second weekend, technically, um, in February. Um, So, yeah, just hope that the internet connection's all good, the stream's all good. Um, That's mainly for the Overwatch League crew to really worry about, but... Uh, Good luck to them, and I hope that we have a great uh, Season 3 of the Overwatch League. Alrighty then, we will see you all next week. Have a great rest of this ever-dragging January, and uh, hope you get the skins you're, you're grinding for. Next week, we inch closer to the start of Season 3 of the Overwatch League and take a look at the rosters this upcoming season. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Like what you hear? Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. That's B-L-E-A-V in O-W-L. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. Interested in advertising with the show? Please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.